Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. Music of America podcast continues today. We're talking with CEO Julia Miller from Delmark Records. I want to talk about my guitar first, though. I've got a custom-made, handmade acoustic guitar I've named Margaret with the tonal quality of a name-brand high-end guitar, which shall remain nameless. This guitar fits my hand perfectly with its mahogany neck. It glides easily when I play it, but what I love most is the low-end sustain. She was built for me by Joe Mendel of Joe Mendel's Frets, one of our sponsors and a good friend of mine. It's a maple bridge and fretboard, a veneer zircoat headstock, but it's the spruce body, I think, that really gives it its resonance and sustain. Just a beautiful looking and beautiful sounding guitar, custom made for me from Joe Mendel's Frets, joemendelsfrets.com. Julia Miller, I said CEO, is that accurate? CEO or president or owner? President or CEO, yeah. Correct. And chief bottle washer, you do it all, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Got uh, got your name from another guest on the show that runs the Illinois Music Archives. And uh, he said that you would be really a, an interesting guest because Delmark is celebrating its 70th year this year. That's correct. 70th year since 1953. That's amazing. So uh, we, I thought it was really cool. And then we, we hooked up to talk about, I guess, what we're going to talk about today, rather than original music by you, but talk about original music that has gone gold through Delmark Records. Um, gone gold, that's an interesting uh, interesting sort of characterization. We're looking into uh, gold records for, for uh, these tracks and these albums. But, you know, since it goes back to 1953, uh, calculation for sales is, you know, we're, it's kind of an estimation, but it's definitely something we're working on. I think that, um, and we think that Hoodoo Man, which we'll listen to at the end, I guess, by Junior Wells, is is pretty close, if not already at gold. Uh huh. I mean, that's one I've heard of, and not that I haven't heard. I think I've heard all the gin is gone, which we'll hear too, but mm -hmm. I have not heard of uh, the other songs we're going to talk about. I haven't heard of Magic Sam. Okay. I haven't heard of Sun Ra. So. Oh. Uh, are they are are these artists all local, like all Chicago artists? Or are these well, Sunrod? Yeah, Sunrod Magic Sam definitely came up in Chicago. Magic mm -hmm. Magic Sam lived on the west side of Chicago, and he died kind of young. Um, but he's a, a legendary blues musician who also influenced his songs. He was a songwriter and and, and guitarist, and his he and his family really influenced blues going forward. From, uh -huh. from that point, and and Sun Ra is a super influential f figure in uh, avant-garde jazz, particularly. Gotcha. Because you hear Chicago blues as a style, and I'm assuming then what you're saying is these are like the grandfathers that gave us that st that style, that sound that we now today know as Chicago style blues. Chicago blues, yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. definitely. So how did Delmark come about? How let's talk about that history first, if we could. Sure. So Delmark began um, in 1953 in St. Louis. It was founded by Robert G. Kester, and it was named 
Delmark because he and his family lived on Delmar Street uh-huh. in St. Louis. Um, and they moved, he moved uh, the label to Chicago in 1958. Um, and began, he was a, he was an avid uh, collector and trader of records and had a legendary record store, the Jazz Record Mart in downtown Chicago on, on 7 West Grand uh, for many years and also on the north side of Chicago um, and the label as well throughout that time. Um, and I started Delmark Records LLC in uh, 2018, and Delmark LLC purchased the company after 65 years um, from Robert G. Kester. Okay. So you've been around half a dozen years already yourself. Five, yeah, five years. 65 yeah. plus five. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And I work, uh, I work with uh, the artistic director is also my life partner, Elbio Barilari. He's okay. a, we're both composers, we're both musicians, and we also have a record on the label with our band, Volcano Radar. But that's maybe a different story. Yeah, that's 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 next season. Okay. <laughs> we'll get in and talk about that. So uh, what drew you to buying a record label, a record company? Well, you know, Delmark is a really historic place. It's a, it's a um, repository of... Um, historical, improvised, and creative music and blues. Um, And it's a very unusual place because it was a one-owner operation for so long. It was independent throughout its years. It's still independent. We're an independent business. So we're not owned by a larger corporation or, you know, an entity. Um, And I was a professor and a musician for for 17 years at the School of the Art Institute in Chicago, I taught in sound. And so I taught recording techniques, historical recording techniques, and I also taught the history of recorded music. And that was a class that was focused on um, bringing in historical recording devices and understanding how they worked and then understanding the history of the music business, including copyrights, including like how labels came about, including formats and how to use them and how to, you know, work with them. Um, and that very much influenced me in my own uh, practice, in my own, you know, in my own releases. Um, and we had approached the the label, Delmark, about our record initially. Um, and because our, our record fits into the catalog of avant-garde jazz, which is tracing traced back to Sun Ra. Also, the AACM is a it's a real Chicago-based unit. Um, there are hit legendary mi- musicians like Roscoe Mitchell, um, many uh, Moata Bowden, Ernest Dawkins, all these people who are legendary Chicago improvisers. But anyway, traced back to Sun Ra. And so we are or, or around Sun Ra as a, as a founder, I guess. Okay. But um, we... I felt it was an it was an important fit also to perpetuate the label mm-hmm. and because we were also interested in the catalog, the label, and the studio, which is here you can see I'm in you, you can't on the podcast see, but in, in, on the zoom, you can see I'm in a, in a studio. and um, we kept it all together. so so what do you do now? what is uh, what is Delmark doing now? Delmark is releasing um. And uh, we've done more than 30 releases 
um, since 2018. And uh -huh. we're also, uh, we also have put more than 20, whoops, sorry, more than 12,000 tracks online digitally because it was really more of a physical label. And we are, so we're maintaining the catalog, making the catalog available. We have extensive radio airplay. Uh -huh. um, and we're also creating new physical releases. We really release an LP. We've, do, we've done some CDs, although we're doing fewer and fewer CDs, mostly digital and LP. We also do reel-to-reel -reel releases. That's cool. Reel-to-reel is still a great, uh, great way of listening to music. Mm -hmm. uh, so 70 years, that's... That seems like a lot of catalog, I, but 70 years and 12,000 doesn't seem as much. It's a lot. Is it? Yeah. And is, yeah. is that whole catalog available online now through your website? It is. Yeah. Okay. Six okay. more than 600 releases. And with the variants, it's close to a thousand different, you know, different entities. Uh, pretty amazing. And it's kind of cool. I mean, you've got a background, you, you have a working knowledge of the history of the place and now it's yours you know that's pretty cool i, I dig that thanks that's, that's fun so let's let's talk about some of the songs we're going to play here and mm -hmm. you brought up sun Ra, so let's talk about sun Ra and the album sun song it's the first album we're going to feature a song called brainville okay yeah. so tell us a little bit about sun Ra, sun song Sure. So uh, Sun Song was originally uh, jazz by Sun Ra, originally on the Transition label. It was released originally on Transition in 1957. And um, it was, per so the Transition label was one of the labels that Robert G. Kester acquired early on, because along with Delmark, there were sub-labels, and Transition is one, uh, and it became uh, Delmark and part of the Delmark Masters. And uh, was originally then re-released by Delmark in 1967 um, under the title Sun Song. Well, it was released, and that would have been LP. Um, so the, the track Brainville, which I think we're going to be listening to is the title right. track or the first track on side A of that, that record, uh, was released on CD in 1991. And so you got a hand on that one too. Well, that was after, no, that no, was before no. you. No, 91 no, was before was you. Before I'm sorry. Me. Right. Yeah. And and how does that help your product today? How does that help your brand to have something that's that vintage and that established in that Chicago sound? Does that position you in the marketplace better than I guess not? Um, you know, it's it's a really historic label. There's not uh -huh. really anything like it. So, um it's been a little bit under the radar for a long time. Um, we, and we work really hard to keep the quality of the label as high as it's always been. Also to in increase uh, worldwide distribution. So make it more available while, you know, retaining the the great creative music that yeah. it's always put out. Cool. Well, let's listen to that song. The first, this is the first cut from the album, you said, Brainville? Brainville is the first. From the, is the first on, originally was uh, track one, side A. Of the LP. Track one side A of the album, and it's Sun Ra, and mm -hmm. the album is called Sun Song, and the song is called Brainville.
That was Brainville from the album Sun Song from Sun Ra from Delmark Records. And our guest today, Julia Miller from Delmark Records, born and raised in Chicago, Julia? Um, I was uh, I was born in Michigan. I came oh, to okay. Chicago in the late 80s for music school at DePaul. Uh-huh. And what uh, you say you play or, or you're a performer. What What is your instrument of choice? I'm a guitarist and composer. Okay. And do you write just jazz or do you write a variety of music? I am, I, my degree is in classical composition. I also have done a lot of improvising. The band that is on the record on the label is, is improvised, collective improvisation. Um, so it's avant-garde jazz. Okay. Fun. Uh, I'm in Vermont right now and we have a big jazz festival up here the first week of June every, every year called Discover Jazz. Nice. And when COVID hit, it shut down. And then when it shut down and they got ramped up to do it again, the director of Discover Jazz got replaced. And it went from a two-week celebration to a five-day, four-day, five-day celebration this year. It was good. It, it's always good. And it's fun because I like what I like to do is I'll follow the musicians and see where they're going to go to go hear musicians that's how you find the good guys you know because if you're not in the scene and i'm not i just know i i like jazz i like jazz fest or, or discover jazz because i like to see all this talent that comes in i've had some great experiences of musicians coming in but i don't know everybody in the jazz scene but when this guy goes to see this guy you know he's good <laughs> you know so is that how you follow music or do you just listen to music from your label now or do you listen to new music um we we receive a lot of music we receive demos all the time we also talk to musicians from all genres every day um either on social media or on the phone or in person a lot of times people stop by um and visit us 
And we see a lot of shows here in Chicago and we're involved with festivals. We recently were honored at the Chicago Blues Fest and had a tribute of our musicians um, for the 70th anniversary. Uh, so we're involved in, in music in, at all levels and we all different all different types of music. The label is particularly music is particularly blues and jazz creative improvisation, but mm -hmm. it has a huge traditional jazz catalog. Um, it has a few classical recordings and my background and LBO, the artistic director's uh, backgrounds are in uh, classical music. Um, he has a very, very extensive jazz background. Also, he's professor of Latin American music. And so he's um, is a, a, one of the world uh, experts in Latin American music. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. and, and you get to call him partner. It's <laughs> fun. Now, the, the next artist we're going to talk about here, Jimmy Forrest, and this cut came out in 1959, a couple of years after. Uh, the song we're going to play is All the Gin is Gone, which sounds like a great blues song, but this is a really good jazz song. It is. Uh, again, it's the title track from that from the record. It was um, an R&B, uh, after the R&B hit Night Train, previously by Jimmy Forrest. So it was 1959. And this re this record is historical because it's an early uh, performance of the guitarist Grant Green, um, also early recording of Elvin by the, by drummer Elvin Jones, who ha had not joined uh, the John Coltrane Quartet at that point. Uh -huh. So these are it's a really really early um, uh, great uh, mainstream bop uh, release. That's so cool. It's gone as a title track on that. We're going to give that a listen to. It's called All the Gin is Gone with Julia Miller here today from Chicago. And the Music of America podcast continues with this song, All the Gin is Gone.
the gin is gone. Well, it's a bad day. <laughs> We're with Julia Miller, Delmark Records, historic 70-year celebration coming up this year. We'll talk about that a little bit. We're also going to talk about some other artists. You meet, you fall in love, you commit to each other. That's the easy part. But somehow, after two years or so, things begin to be challenging. Emotions and flair have waned. We disagree more, feeling disillusioned at times. This period of disappointment can last a long time, even years. This is usually when couples seek out a therapist to help learn better communication skills. Two years after Forever, a relationship workbook is dedicated to help couples find that effective communication. This guidebook, sort of a how-to book, teaches you some skills to learn about communication deficiencies that likely exist, but better. It offers exercises to improve those skills and be better communicators, better partners. Two years after forever. It's not a self-help book. It's a workbook. You have to do the work. If you do these exercises together, apply the lessons learned, you will absolutely see a difference in your relationships, particularly lasting into the future, like forever. Two years after forever. Author Mike Pollard, 30-year thir year therapist, twoyearsafterforever.com, available also at Amazon today and forever. So, Julia, how... How do you uh, not take something from the past and make it your own when you've got this colossal library of 12,000 songs? Or do you? You're a composer, but how do you not draw something from obscurity, maybe, that was on your label and say, hey, this is really cool. Let's work on this. Or do you do that? Um. Do you mean in terms of, of re-recording songs, yeah, you're, 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 songs or you're an improv band? So there's there's a foundation of twelve thousand songs from which you can draw and mm -hmm. improv all of those. And do you do that? But you're also a composer. So do you compose original stuff or do you draw from this library here of twelve thousand songs? Um what we do and what we've done in the past is write original music. Mm -hmm. uh, as a composer we as what, what I do, um, and I can't really speak for LBO, I would let him speak for himself, but yeah. uh, what I do is write original music um, based on whatever project I'm, I'm, I'm involved in, whatever format I'm involved in. Um, I don't really myself re-record songs. Um, I have worked with, you know, with licensed sampling, um, but not in the not in the sense of um, a popular like a like a like a popular tune, you know, uh, like a, not like a not like a like a hip hop sam tune or a placement like that. Um, but that kind of quotation is is definitely interesting. And jazz um, and improvised music does quote, for example, in solos, people quote you know other songs and reference those things. So, Julia, the, the thing we're talking about here today really is Delmark Records and your history with the company and the music that that covers 70 years. So we're doing this chronologically. The next song and the next band that we're going to be talking about, it's an album called West Side Soul and Magic Sam. And a song that's called All I Need or That's All I Need, depending on where you get it. Because it was reissued, I think. Is that why it became That's All I Need? No, that's all I need. Um, it's there are different versions of this uh, historically. You know, he recorded for different labels. The one on um, uh, the one on Delmark uh, was released 
um, from the original 1967 recordings. So they, these were um, made by Stu Black, who was an, a legendary engineer here in Chicago. He made other recordings, which Delmark also ended up uh, releasing, for example, the Roscoe Mitchell Sound record, which is a historic record in jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, this was released in 1967, and it's re- really um, a quote desert island disc. It's one of those ones that you everybody that everybody should know because it's historically so important and influenced so many people in terms of style and in terms of songwriting and performance. Magic Sam had a voice like no other. Yeah, in that genre. I mean, I've been in music my whole life. I've never heard of them. You know. Well, I've n- now you have. Yeah, yeah. Well, and maybe I have. Maybe I haven't. I don't, you know, I don't recognize him or that style, but that what he brought to the table is what, I guess, what grew out of that is is the style that I grew up listening to. Mm-hmm. So if I went back and dug all the way back into the roots, I might discover West Side Soul and Magic Sam. You say it's a, a his voice that's signature, or is it a style that's signature of his, or what, or both? His voice is instantly recognizable. His playing is recognizable in terms of Chicago blues and guitar playing. The record was it received five stars in Downbeat, and it's it's really one of those records that shows up on uh, classic blues uh, lists of all types. Uh-huh. Um, so he's 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 it's a pretty big one. Well, the song is called "All I Need." The album is West Side Soul, and this is Magic Sound. When I first met you, you looked so fine. I said then, baby, yes I did now. I'm gonna make you mine. Just give me love. Oh, give me love. That's all I need. That's all I need. I've got a new home. Time. 
from the album West Side Soul Magic Sam. That's all I need. And we're with Julia Miller from Delmark Records. We're going to talk about another song in a moment, but uh, I want to ask a question about your amp. Are you a 30 watt amp guy? Because I've got a 50, I've got a 100. There's a 30 watt amp from Landry Amps that beats them both. The LS30 came to Bill Landry from taking the red channel from his 100 watt LS100 G3, made one channel a low wattage EL34 powered amp. After building the prototype, he divided the one channel into two channels with a shared stack. As it turned out, they worked together nicely with bright switches, separate gain controls, master volumes on both channels, and bam, the LS30 from Landry Amps, with all the goodness of the EL34 and barely weighs 25 pounds. The LS30 from Landry Amps, LandryAmps.com. Julia, do you play electric guitar? Uh, I do. I do. I play electric guitar. Um, my my degrees were in classical guitar, mm-hmm. so I, I have a, a long history in that, um, an acoustic guitar, but but classical music. Um, my my primary performance style is guitar synth, so I use an electric guitar that was built with synth pick, synth pickups in it. Okay, um, and I also built my own amp. Oh, um, did you? Build and, and work. A lot with different pedals um, and different processors. When I think of classic guitar and contemporary music, and it's not, it's really dating myself, but there's an old movie called Crossroads. Oh yeah, Ralph Macchio is the main character who wants to be a bluesman, but he's trained classically at Juilliard, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end, he has a showdown with the devil, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he. He takes that which he learned in classical training and that which he learned with the blues and he put them together and he beat the devil. I mean, that's that's the movie in a nutshell, right? Are you you're familiar with that, right? I am. What is the classical piece that he plays there? It's just amazing. It's just uh it puts to shame just so much uh what what is considered fast picking nowadays. Yeah, you know, I haven't listened, I haven't watched that movie since okay. I was in high school. So I Yeah. I, I just, I, I remember it was a classical piece that I remember hearing, but I couldn't remember it. And it works it in, into a, a, a showdown, basically, a, a jazz or blues in this case, with a blues and rock showdown. Yeah, but you know, blues is about the feeling and mm-hmm. it's about the experience and it's about um, getting together with people who you really vibe with and really are, are into playing with. It's not a competition. And it's also not um, about chops. Depending on who you're playing with, too, there is there are there are some uh, guitar players I've played with that don't share that same thing. So Delmark, would you say Delmark? Because we've done a lot of jazz, but Delmark has more of a jazz label that has some blues, or is it more of a blues label that has some jazz? Because it seems like we're hearing a lot of jazz. Well, we started out with jazz because you wanted to go chronologically. So we, we started out with the earliest ones, but it's the Delmark is the premier blues label of all time. It's mm-hmm. been uh, it, one owner, well, two owner historical blues label, and it has one of the deepest blues catalogs ever uh-huh. um, and influenced many other blues labels as well. Now, the next song we're going to hear features Buddy Guy. Right, yes. that's pretty neat. Yeah. And, and was Junior Wells his Junior Wells, Junior Wells his uh, mentor? 
No, they were friends and 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 performed together. Okay, because I, I, I thought they came up at the same time, but then I'm thinking I don't know my history that well about this, and I thought maybe because they're on Hoodoo Man Blues together, maybe. Uh, that's well, and, how- and Hoodoo Man, the uh, the song the the the, the album Hoodoo Man Blues, um, Buddy Guys of a featured performer on in, on the album. It's Junior Wells Blues Band, uh-huh. um, Chicago Blues Band. And uh, Hoodoo Man is really more of a feature of Junior um, than Buddy per se, although Buddy f- is very prominent on the, on the, the record. Gotcha. We're going to give it a listen. Then. This is Hoodoo Man Blues with Junior Wells. Delmark Records, our guest today on the Music of America podcast. I'll try, you know, with time It seems like the hours Are everything and change But I hold on my hand Lord, I'm trying to make my baby understand Lord, you know everybody How they tell me that somebody does who do the hoodoo man. Now I pulled your bell this morning, baby. Your head's elevator running slow. I buzz your bell, little girl. I want you to take me up on now. A third floor, but I hold in my hand. Lord, I'm trying to make my woman understand. Lord, you know, everybody, they tells the baby that somebody in hoodoo, the hoodoo man. Look at him, baby, look at him. Time I tell you, little girl, I'm gonna have to I let you go, but I hold on my hand. Lord, I'm trying to make my baby understand. Lord, you know, uh, everybody they tell me there's somebody on who do the who do man. That was Hoodoo Man Blues with Junior Wells, and we're with Julia Miller, Delmark Records. And Julia, this is the section of our show we call Shameless Self-Promotion. Got a 70th anniversary coming up, mm-hmm. and let's just hear about anything and everything you want to talk about regarding that or regarding Delmark Records. 
Yeah, well, thanks. And thanks for having me on today. So this is our 70th anniversary this year. Uh, we've been celebrating it all year and we're going to continue to celebrate it <laughs> as long as we can. We've had lots and lots of events. Um, we appeared as a tribute in the Chicago Blues Fest. And if you want to see that uh, tribute again, you can go online and watch the video through the uh, Chicago um, Department of Cultural Affairs and the, and the Chicago Blues Fest. Uh, we listened to four different tracks um, and those four tracks have been released on Delmark and they've been in available uh, as, since they were released continuously. Um, Hoodoo Man particularly has never been out of print. It's an LP that's been in print since it was originally released, which is pretty amazing, uh, you know, since 1965. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a that's a great feat in itself. But also all four of those, um, the Sun Ra, the Jimmy Forrest, Magic Sam, and the Junior Wells are available on Real to Real. Uh, we do one-to-one production masters here, and we produce those and and uh release them in an all analog signal chain. So that's a pretty special thing for all the audio files out there. Yeah. We do have a 70th compilation LP and CD that's available now. That was uh, the compilation was put together by Delmark and featuring um, uh, LBO Barlari, who uh, really compiled that. And um, we also have a jazz trio uh, CD and LP coming out this fall. Paul Lorenzo trio, who's a Chicago jazz uh, guy, really great record. We'll be having some live sessions coming um, in 2024 as well um, that we're working on now. Hopefully uh, records by Mud Morganfield and Willie Buck, who's a, who's a great Chicago blues guy. Um, and also a Boogie Woogie Piano solo uh, reel-to-reel release in oh, the spring of 2024 by the pianist Johnny Iguana, as well as more jazz coming too. So there's lots of great stuff. It just hit me, and I should have asked you this when we first met. The Music of America podcast, one of the logos we use is this old sepia-colored band, a mm -hmm. Dixieland jazz band called the Alabama Serenaders. Mm -hmm. And right there in the middle with his clarinet pointed up to the sky, my grandfather. Oh. And they were recording in St. Louis in the 30s. I don't know if they were, I don't know if they were recording. I take that back. But they were performing in the 30s in st louis and i never got to know my grandfather mm. and i'm just curious if there's a recording of the alabama serenaders out there someplace i should have asked you that up front yeah. wouldn't that be cool that would that would be a, a treat to be able to find that and share that with my family my siblings my cousins and, that, and say hey here's yeah. grandpa so for sure for sure right, how far back what's the your oldest recording that 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 you guys have at delmark then is 70 years old right you know roughly yes yeah. You don't have anything from way back when. Well, there, the, it, you know, there are specialized recordings. For example, there's a re-release on CD of piano rolls, and that, so the piano rolls would have been uh -huh. older. Um, yeah, there's some traditional blues, as I'm mean, sorry, traditional jazz as well. Mm -hmm. um, but it's roughly, roughly seventy years because, yeah, I'll just say that roughly. Okay. Well, just uh, because you said that uh, that the 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 founder had like subsidiary labels or other labels i don't know maybe he also bought up other labels 
He did. He did particularly uh, particularly jazz uh, jazz collections. Uh, he also bought and traded records. He was a really notorious and well known um, uh, acquisition guy and yeah. trader, yeah. particularly seventy eights. But that was a really different business. It was much more of a retail business. We are a record label and recording studio, and we maintain the catalog, but we're not record retail per se. I mean, we have online retail, but not like it's not not the same kind of kind of business. His was really retail focused and trading focused. Okay. Well, Julia, thank you. It's been informative. It's been an education and I'm going to study my jazz better now because you've given me a real incentive to to learn more about some of these artists that i've some i've just not heard of and with my background in music i i, I feel like i should have so it's been wonderful you should get thank back you. to get back to teaching <laughs> well i appreciate the time thank you for having me thank you very much that was our guest julia miller from delmark records up next a band known as spism he's in chicago and his playing partner is in tokyo that's up next. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.